Opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Welcome to Center Stage with international opera star Pamela Kuhn. And now, here is your host, Pamela Kuhn. Good morning, everyone, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. I know that many of you out there are keen fans of shows like Dancing with the Stars and So You Think You Can Dance, and many of you are also patrons of professional dance companies such as American Ballet Theater and Connecticut Ballet. The raw ability to move like a gazelle while exhibiting the strength of a flexible bodybuilder is something that many of us can only dream about. Admiring their fluidity of motion, I think we all live a little through dancers. We we would all like to realize the ability and be brushed up against the discipline involved just to know the rush. But what are the simple truths about a dancer's life that we rarely are privy to? What is their day-to-day routine? How do they avoid dread injuries and how do their bodies keep forging on when faced with Herculean demands on the body and their psyche? Well, folks, today I have with me two professional ballet dancers who can answer these questions and offer a unique perspective into a life well-lived in the supreme art form. Melissa Weber is currently dancing with Connecticut Ballet and Sarah Berger's Dance. Originally from North Haven, she has led a journeyman's life in pursuing her art form from Florida to Nashville Ballet to Charleston Ballet Theater to New York City. She was featured in Jordan Matter's book, Dancers After Dark. The music video Marilyn for singer Cal Keho and danced in the CBS television show Elementary. She is quite beautiful and moves with the control of a leopard. In Connecticut Ballet's current Ballet Under the Stars performances, she was riveting in their performance of Pulse, where she was featured in a solo that showed the subtle but powerful control that an excellent soloist possesses. And also, Marcos Vedovetto a Brazilian dancer, choreographer, and actor. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have to say right now, if you take a moment to Google Marcos Vedovetto, you will personally thank me for making your morning. He is gorgeous, and his pictures of working as a male model are kind of memorable. As a dancer, he studied in Brazil, which led him to leading roles in his home country in Tarzan, The Lion King, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Don Quixote. He has performed as a backup dancer with pop duo Sandy and Junior and was a professional dancer in the Brazilian version of Dancing with the Stars. He has performed with Connecticut Ballet for the past eight seasons. He dances with San Francisco Opera Ballet and Dance Theater of San Francisco. He is a popular uh, choreographer for groups such as Cello Point in New York, Santa Clara Ballet, and Dance Theater of San Francisco. Melissa and Marcos, welcome to Center Stage. I know that was long, but you both deserve (laughs) it because... What you have gone through in your lives really is is tantamount to something we only dream about, you know? Yeah, that's So, true. a dancer's life. I mean, well, let's start with ladies first. All right. Melissa, first. What, what is a typical day like for you? I mean, what what is the first movement you do uh, in the morning? Um, usually, it's make some coffee. Ah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, I actually do my own little Pilates workout in the morning. 
You do. Um, I have a set up a yoga mat, put some music on, and do like a whole ab and arms routine, and have small weights and a resistance band. Wow. And I also have a foot stretcher that I stretch my feet. Oh, I would think that's very important. Yeah. Usually, if I don't have time to do it, my day's like thrown off. It's like a routine I have to have. Wow. So to both of you, I mean, how did the feet suffer as a dancer? This must be a very particular thing. Yeah. For females, you get a lot of blisters sometimes with point shoes. So you learn how to tape your toes properly and take care of them. Sometimes you'll miss a toe or there'll be some freak thing with your point shoe and you end up getting a blister somewhere and you're like, how did this happen? I taped everything and... Now, I've heard a rumor that sometimes you will lose toenails, actually. Does that happen? Yes. I had mine removed when I was 13 because they got bruised and then they got ingrown. But now, I mean, they're back now. I have them, but some people do have to get them cut out. When you were 13? Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, the pain with this must be considerable. So, Marcos, I've also heard about dancers coming off stage and putting their feet in ice buckets, um, <laughs> of course, filled with ice. I mean, is, is, is this true? Yeah, that, that's true. I have done this, like, for the past two, uh, season in spring, shows that I had with Kinetic Ballet. So I got my right calf hurt, and then I had to perform, like, feeling pain. So uh, every night I had to go home and pull my... My, my calf into my knees, like in a bucket of ice, like for 20 minutes. Oh, my god! So gosh. sometimes like two or three times a day. And I have to perform with the pain, so. So let's be frank here. Pain management in, in the world of a professional dancer must be the most important thing you deal with on a daily basis. It is. It is. I mean, is, is this, is dancing really natural to the body? I mean, the, the punishment which you put yourself through? It's worth it, you know. Like and then, like uh, the 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 old that you get, mm-hmm. I think your body is gonna suffer more. So you have to be careful. Take like good care of your body. Mm-hmm. Like eat eat like good stuff. Like do like great exercise. Take in class stuff like that. Like to keep your body in shape. And you have to work like know your body to do like what you what you work in. Wow, this is incredible to to, to all we mortals, you know. Right. Um, you were like gods in, in our minds. So, Thank Marcos, you. you are a performer who is very diversified. You, you are fortunate enough with your good looks, I think, that the aging process will be kind to you. Thank um, you. Thank God for that. <laughs> but you've also worked as an actor and a, and a model, and, of course, you've yes. done a lot of modern dance. Yes. Um, what do you prefer? What what medium do you prefer? Oh my God, I love dance the most. Mm. Like it, it's it's my life, it's my passion. Like once you get on the stage and then you get to perform for people, it's just it's a huge fulfilling, you know, for your soul. And then it's amazing, like that, like you have this gift, mm-hmm. and then you can share this to the people. So. I'm when, like very fortunate. And when grateful. did you know you had this gift? Oh my God, that's really funny. I I am a farm boy, so from Brazil. From Brazil, uh, I lived in a farm until my 14 years old. Like coffee farm, cows, pig, chickens. <laughs> so and then after that, when I was 14 years old, I told my parents, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to the big city." So I had sisters living in a big city. So I moved there. And then, you know, like, this was the point that I started watching more TV because in a farm, we didn't, we were not, like, had that uh, that thing, TV, all the time. Of course. So, and then I saw some movies, and then I, the first movie I saw that was Dirty Dance. Really? Yes. Patrick Swayze. Yep. And I was oh like, I just want to be like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what motivated you? Yep. And I didn't know what it was exactly. So at the time, and then I started looking at schools, dancing schools, like find out what was the, mm-hmm. the type of the dance because I never heard about it before. So that was like completely a new word for me. So and then I started taking jazz. 
then some mm-hmm. teachers told them you have to take ballet because the ballet you have to get a technique to to work your body shape your body to mm-hmm. do all of kind of dances Wow. So, and then I hated ballet because, oh, my God, it's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that music and everything. But uh, I just started loving, like, the classical music, like, just got in my brain, in my heart, in my soul. And then nowadays, like, I live for that. So the, the discipline of ballet is, is I suppose, quite boring. I, I mean, it's the same all the time. Don't you all take class every morning in strict, you know, uh, traditional ballet moves? Yes, yes. And, and this is a must for a mm-hmm. dancer, right? Yeah, because you have to warm your muscles up. You can't just, especially for women, you can't just throw your point shoes on without being properly warm. And to do certain like elements like turning and jumping, you have to like really get the muscles going. So I guess it's kind of like when figure skaters go out to do their basic maneuvers. I mean, you have a template, you have boundaries where your basic moves have to be perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Yeah. I love this. And it's funny because, like, for some people, they're, like, really gifted. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, like, mm-hmm. they are, like, they were born ballet dancers. So, like, they have, like, their hip open, like, your... I see. So, and then, like, for other people, you have, like, to work hard your body. Like, but, uh, the ballet, like, in a way, is, like, in a way, like, for you to change your body. So that's uh, the good thing for you to start, like, early on so you can shape your body. Like, you can mold wow. your body. So were both of you just born lucky? Were you born to be? Da- <laughs> were your bodies born to be on the dance floor? No, uh, <laughs> I wasn't. Not really. I worked really hard for mine, actually. When did you start to dance? Um, I started when I was six. But I didn't get really serious till I was twelve when I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had gone to a studio that was basically competition, and so we did ballet, but it was thirty minutes. For it was like ballet tap jazz combo, mm-hmm. and so when I went to ballet school, I was so far behind, but I loved it, and so I. Like went took extra classes. I like read books, watched videos, how to stretch. Like read dance magazine, took different like stretching classes, and I like made myself flexible. So this is where I guess resilience comes into this conversation. I mean, it, as you're both growing up, and, and Marcos, you had this burning desire, and Melissa, of course, you were really taking the challenge. You know, there must be points where you just think, "Why am I doing this?" I mean. I'll give up. I'll go work in an office. Or could you could you live with yourselves if you made that decision? No, because <laughs> there's something about like dancing and being on stage that's mm-hmm. like so amazing that you can't really describe it. But it's all worth it. Like you meet such great friends. Like the, like the Connecticut Ballet, we're all so close and we're a family. Like everyone roots for each other. Like everyone's backstage watching. Like as soon as someone gets off for their piece, they're back there changing and watching the next piece. This is the camaraderie must be incredible. Yeah. But all of you are really bound by your desire. Yeah. M- my daddy, uh, he wanted me to be a lawyer or a doctor. Of course. Of course <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> when I started dancing, it's like, well, that's not a one for you. But, you know, I just like I just wanted to, to chase my dream and follow my heart. And then I don't he- I don't regret at all. So I think that's so beautiful. And I started dancing like when I was really old, 20 years one. 21 years old. So <laughs> but right like old. you say, if you have the body that can be conditioned, you know, Yeah, you have you're, to work hard your body now to, to, to mold. And, and Marcos, when did you come to the United States? I came to the United States in 2006. I was like 30 years old. And did you come for a job, no, a, a dancing job? Or? I came for love. <gasps> <laughs> oh, I am the a ultimate. Love, I am a loving person. Like, I just <laughs> let my heart 
guide me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. But then, of course, you come to the New York City area, right? Of course, yes, yes. I came to New York City, and then that helped me a little bit too because I wanted to keep like following my my arts, like mm-hmm. dance, following and, your and acting, modeling. So I put everything together and, and worked. So what, were you just walking down the street on Madison Avenue and someone <laughs> discovered you as a male model? I mean, you know, these things happen. <laughs> that things happen. That's true. I have a lot of, lot of opportunities like that before, but I thought I was kind of spent, so I didn't hold. But uh, I just get, like, some modeling work, like, just through friends, like, connections online, stuff like that. So many people are killing themselves trying to get a job, and, and you know, <laughs> here you go. So, Marcos, you look like the kind of guy that spends a lot of time in the gym. Um, and I, I didn't know if, if if for dancers that's really so important, but maybe that's changed now. Mm, it's not that I, I mean, I, I love going to the gym, of course. It's not like that. That would be, like, uh, a great thing for dancers. Mm-hmm. You know, you can lose your flexibility. Flexibility, you can lose like uh, the way you move, like soft and tender. Mm-hmm. But in another way, that helps a lot for you to do like a putty day, a duet with a girl or with mm-hmm. another guy. Mm-hmm. So, and then usually I go to the gym like when I can, like five times a week, like one hour, 40 minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> you look great, so that's awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You're such a dear. <laughs> Melissa, when I saw you in Connecticut Ballet uh, in, in Stanford in your performance, you danced uh, in a, a piece called Pulse, which I found really mesmerizing. This is this is choreography by Daryl Grand Moultrie, and um, he, he, he's gone on to work with Beyonce. You came out moving very slow and controlled and i'd call this like a celebration of the body almost i mean you were you were so i i can't even describe it you were so controlled and lithe but yet so strong but with no music when when you come out in something like that do you have a sense of music or rhythm in your mind Kind of. Um, when I first learned it, it was kind of a struggle because I wanted to go faster because I just was like, okay, get me off the stage. Like, I don't want the silence. Really? Because <laughs> like, I feel like sometimes music drives you. But then this whole process, I realized, oh, you don't need the music. Like, you can, like, grab some audience's attention. Mr. Raphael worked really hard with me. And, you know, he was like, at this moment, you really need to, like, just calm yourself. Like, be there in the moment. And he's like, grab their attention. Like, don't let them know what you're doing next. And so I kind of, like, try to play a story in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is doing it outside, you have a lot of distraction. In Stanford, we had the right. drone. We had the kids running around. That's Sometimes right. you have, like, people moving around, like, to t- there are different spots of the stage. So you mm-hmm. kind of have to just be in the zone. And it's a challenge to see if you can actually yeah, you do the challenge. That must be very difficult dancing outside. I, I can't imagine. And the sun's going down. Everything is different. You don't have the lights. You don't have the, the, the huge stage, probably, that you're used to. And, as you say, the distractions. Plus, just mosquitoes and bugs flying around you. I mean, how do you deal? <laughs> it kind of like goes away. There's something about like being outside that's really refreshing. Mm-hmm. And when you can feel like the wind blowing yeah. oh, wow. and stuff. So there's another aspect yeah, it, it to can, that. Yeah, it can be hard for one way, but for another, it's amazing. Like you just get like another kind of energy that is different than we have in a, in a stage, in an opera house, like in a closing wow. studio. Oh, that's beautiful. And you can see the audience better and you can see they're, they're relaxing because they're like on their picnic blankets enjoying food and you know so it's nice to see that you can see them enjoying it because when they have good energy you have good energy so we watch you going on and off stage in between your dances 
And what do you do backstage? What do you do? Do you do you still stretch, you know, to keep limber before you come back on? Uh, do you all play cards back there? Um, <laughs> you know, is, is the does the occasional cigarette come out to be smoked to lower the adrenaline level? Uh, we take a lot of selfies. Y- yeah, we take a lot of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to keep our fans update. <laughs> but uh, between between pieces, between pieces, like we usually we keep like warming up, like keep like moving. Yeah our body stretching because drink some water yeah drinking a lot of water wow you know you have so many elaborate costumes in, in dance and I, lo- I love the traditional tutus. I mean, it's it's fabulous. It's really you come beautiful. out, the, 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 the tiara is sparkling in the sun on your outdoor performances. But what is your favorite gear to wear when you dance? I mean, it's, is it the simpler the better? Sometimes. I think it depends like what type of piece you're doing, too. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we all... all women love to wear their tutus because you just feel like such a ballerina. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, like, for me, like, a unitard's nice because the tights get, like, sticky. Because I like to sw- or I do sweat, mm-hmm. and I like to sweat. So sometimes wearing tights, I would just, think like, you guys <laughs> sweat, right. yeah. Right. So what is the thing with dancing bare feet? I mean, we're, we mirror mortals again. You right. know, we look at point shoes or your dance shoes and think, well, that's it. And then you come out in bare feet. How, how difficult is that in bare feet, or is it easier? Sometimes it can be hard because, like, you are like you cannot do a lot of good turns. You cannot do like many turns. You cannot slide and do a lot of a lot of stuff. But in another way, for me, uh, um, I love it because like I feel grounded. Mm-hmm. I'm like a very like earthy person, so I love to feel energy. I'm like all about energy and love. So like once you like bur- <laughs> again, love. <laughs> I love you. I can't resist energy and love. How does this get any better? <laughs> so like. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel the stage, you know, like you're feeling like the energy oh, really okay. coming. So like it's coming like through 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 the floor to the ground, coming to your body and, and then like you spread the energy out to the audience. So that's in the way that works for is me. Is that how you think about connecting? Yes. I yes. mean, I, I, I as a singer, we think about projecting and, and, you know, pulling people in. And you're actually throwing your whole energy out yes. into the audience. Have you ever tried to sing like barefoot? <laughs> yes, yeah. many times it's been required in productions. Right, and like it's, the it's, energy is different. It is. It's totally different, and in a way, it, it, sometimes it's off-putting. I mean, there, there's this whole thing in singing about th- the way you stand, of course, and carry yourself, right. especially in period costumes. So if you're not in a, a squash heel, suddenly your body feels out of alignment. But I suppose for you guys, you're constantly stretching so much; it's it's more natural. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcos, you choreographed a piece w- with Connecticut Ballet that All touched right. me quite deeply. It was called The Kiss. Thank you so much. Um, as a choreographer, do you find a, a whole new energy and and joy in working with the abilities of another dancer? It's amazing because, like, once you become a choreographer, you can express more what you feel, like, mm-hmm. more creative. And then definitely, like, when you have, like, a professional dancer working with another professional dancer, it's Mm -hmm. just amazing because you can put, like, anything out there and then the person can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought that would be a challenge for me because the the original piece that was for a girl that I did back in San Francisco. And then... um, I, Mr. Raphael wanted me to do for a guy, and then I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to have to change a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
So, mm-hmm. and then I had to change a lot of lifts, a lot of, the, the story basically would, would be the same because like the, uh, I heard the music and then I thought like that would be like in the early 50s. I don't know. I, I was not born at the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, like when you're like, you cannot kiss outside, you cannot touch outside. Like there was mm-hmm. like a, a line between like if you go to a, a parent's a girlfriend, you have to sit there, you cannot touch or kiss in front. So the 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 thing that I created was like you want to kiss but not kiss for you. So in the end, we just like touch lips with our hands. And it was unbelievably powerful, I thought. Oh, thank so, you so much. So did the music come first? Was that the inspiration? The music came first, exactly. So interesting. And then the steps like, came after. But like, I had the story. Well, once I heard the music, I have the story in my mind. So and then I started creating the, the movements. Wow. You know, a couple of months ago, I did um, a show about the dancer Sergei Polunin, you know, the, gr- the great star oh of, God, of the Royal Ballet who decided to leave at a young age. I mean, he was the youngest solo dancer there. I mean, what what a man. Really incredible. And he walks away from all of it, claiming that he had never had a normal life, that that he was quite depressed. I mean, is is this something that's serious in the world of dance, dealing with a psychological depression? Um, You know, and then, of course, there are the big highs, the physical highs and lows. I mean, how does your psyche deal with that? Um, it's all about balance. Um, I was lucky. My family always was very encouraging, mm-hmm. and they didn't put too much pressure. They're like, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't, at least you try. Just go out there and try. And, you know, we would still go to the beach and go on vacations, right. and I think that's important to have that aspect, to, like, still go to the movies with your friends and still hang out. Like, I still was very focused in ballet, but mm-hmm. I just somehow made time for it. I put 26 hours in a 24-hour day. But you have to, like, and a lot of your dance friends become your best friends you get really close. But you must be watching a lot of dancers who don't uh, assume a normal life, you know? And they're really just at the mirror and at the bar all the time, just trying to perfect, perfect, perfect. When does it become too much? Hmm. I guess... Because <laughs> for me, I, like, I think I just always had a good balance. Yeah. And always, you know... So th- you were lucky, Melissa. Yeah, and even I had way. a struggle, I just... I just have a really good work ethic or I'm always so determined that I'm like okay you're gonna tell me I can't do this well I'm gonna do it and And the challenges for a woman are are quite particular I mean first of all we need to really bring up the whole weight issue don't we I mean eating disorders are are a problem in the world of dance and a worry Mm, yeah that's true yeah but luckily now like in this day and age like different body types are accepted Mm -hmm. and there's so much more cross like cross training and you know a muscular line looks good that's fantastic and you need to be muscular and like in shape because you need the stamina mm-hmm. and so it's like really recognized now and you know there's so many different styles of dance that that's right so between the both of you between traditional uh, ballet and modern dance um is it fair to ask what you prefer C- can you be more creative uh, marcos especially in choreography when you get into modern dance uh yes modern contemporary they're kind of a little bit different mm-hmm. um than ballet and then i do prefer contemporary so you can like you can of course, you can like move your body any way you want to move. Like mm-hmm. ballet, mm-hmm. you have to have that line, you have to have that arabesque, that punché. So it's more that basic stuff. Like in contemporary dance, you can do whatever you want to do with your body. And I believe both of you have another performance with Connecticut Ballet tonight. Yes, we yes. do. At the Levitt Pavilion in Westport at 8 p.m. Yes. And then uh, Saturday in Middletown. Um, uh, so, folks, there's still time to get out to see this amazing program. A- and you go from traditional to modern. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Ramonda, the Ramonda uh, variations are beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's just like a 
the fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, everyone can find out more information about this at ConnecticutBallet.org or LevittPavilion.com for tonight. Um, how do you work when when you're trying to rest at keeping your body really safe? Like, is, is there massage therapy, chiropractor? What do you both prefer? Because you must do body work constantly when you're not dancing. Yeah, I do a lot of yoga, and sometimes I'll get massages. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll do, like, really hot yoga so your muscles get a nice little detox and workout. Fantastic. Yeah, Marcos? sometimes when I can, I, I get some massage or acupuncture. So, And then I go to the gym. So when, when I'm off-season, I, I go to the gym, I take class, I keep my body, you know, moving in shape. <laughs> I do envy you guys. I, I really do envy you. Thank you. And it's, I think it's fair to say that you're at the top of your game right now. You are more mature dancers. You, you've been on the stage for quite a long time. Right. What's, what's the next step? Is it choreography? Is it, I mean, certainly for you, Marcus, but Melissa, you know, as a woman, it's a, it's a little different mm-hmm. challenge, isn't it? It is. Um, I really like fitness. I'm hoping to get into, like, maybe teaching some fitness classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am into the hot hit right now. And then also I enjoy children. And when we go to the schools, it's really rewarding to see how much they, like, love us coming to the schools. So I wouldn't mind somehow starting, like, a program to get to the schools or even, like, the children's hospitals. I know I do admire Connecticut Ballet's outreach, educational outreach, very, very much. We we have to thank Brett Raphael for that. And, of course, he's sitting here in the studio, and he's (laughs) looking over my shoulder right now, too. Uh, Marcos, do you fancy having your own dance company at some point? Oh, my God, that's so fun. Yesterday, someone told me, I I had a haircut, and then this guy's like, oh, you should, yeah, to come here just to see you, see? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And then the guy, he said, oh, you should open your your own school. I was like, huh, that's interesting. I think it would be a lot of work. So I'm not thinking about this right now. I could stop, like, I'm thinking, like, about stopping dancing because now I'm, like, in my early 43. So. Oh, we're not going to see a number. Um, no. But I'm fine with that. So. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> and then, very like, good. people keep saying, no, you cannot stop dancing because you're a good dancer. But, you know, I just want to keep choreographing. And later on, I'm going to go into the school to do movies like start creating dance movies you know it's interesting like it's film. full circle you came through dirty dancing and, know, and right? now you, you'll go out <laughs> with, with the simmer client of genre i think it's wonderful Thank you. oh melissa weber and and marcos you know i'm so thrilled you've been here please everyone Thank come, so much yeah, for come out to see connecticut ballet because really the program is stunning just absolutely stunning Ladies and gentlemen, I just have to end this with dancers live their lives with blood, sweat, and tears to perfect movement while living the thrill of creative art. I hope that everyone listening will go away with a new awareness of just what professional dancers go through, their joy and their pain. It is a calling of the ultimate, the ultimate athlete, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Again, Levitt Pavilion tonight, 8 o'clock in Westport and Middletown on Saturday. I want to thank Melissa Weber, professional dancer, and Marcos Vedoveto, our Brazilian dancer and and dirty dancing extraordinary (laughs) kind of guy (laughs) who lives in energy and love. Thank you. (laughs) And if I had to ask you if if there's one word that sums you up, what would it be, Melissa? Um, Energetic. Uh Uh-huh, I can see that. 
Love. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, hey, is there any other option for you, Marcos? <laughs> I want to wish you all of the luck in the world in your careers. And, Thank you so and, much. Um, you. And everyone, come out and support these dancers. Thank you so much for sharing on Center Stage. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down. Maybe I'm an old fogey in training. I like the old, a lot. So I was glad to hear that something old is new again, and it makes sense. Coming up on Dan's Life. A great radio show may sound like it's easy to make, but if you've ever tried, you know that's not the case. With the time spent engineering, producing, and archiving, you end up losing